Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome. To stupidity, home of the greatest media mind ever to walk the planet. Okay, so here's the deal. He's a true icon in every sense of the word. He's loved and feared more than any being to grace this planet. There's two guys. A man with a voice that sounds like Barry White and Beyonce had a Jewish baby. God himself would pay $39.99 for a cameo. Fact of the matter is, you are about to embark on a transcendent experience that can only be described as psychological nudity. This is Stu Gatz, and this is Stupidity. Here we go, Jim. Welcome in to another episode of Stupidity, the biggest podcast in the world, thanks to you. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Unsubscribe, resubscribe, re-rate, re-review. By doing that, you have made us the biggest podcast in the world. We appreciate it. Keep doing it. We are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code STU for a special offer when you sign up. That's code STU only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Hello, Billy Gill. Hello, Stugatz. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? What's going on? I'm good. You know, I was thinking, because you always talk about it in the intro. You say it's the biggest podcast in the world, and obviously you're telling the truth. Yeah. Why is it we're the biggest podcast in the world? I feel like, you know... I don't know. I don't feel like I'm on the biggest podcast in the world. Do you? You don't, huh? No, no. neither do I. Listen, I did for a fleeting moment when we were bigger than Oprah. I mean, I had a great... How did it feel? It felt great. I had a two-week run where I was number one, not just in sports and recreation, but number one everywhere overall. Like I was ahead, <laughs> I was ahead of like some of the biggest names in the history of me- not just sports media, media in general. And so, yeah, for two weeks, it felt huh. good to be ahead of Oprah, to be ahead of Joe Rogan. 
uh, and to be ahead of uh, that Smartless podcast, <laughs> whatever the hell it's called. So is this like the Heisman Trophy? Like you're never former Heisman Trophy winner. You're just always Heisman Trophy winner. Like yeah. because you were num- the number one podcast in the world from now on, you're just the number one podcast in the world. Stupidity. Yeah, forever. It's like, you know, once you're a president, you're a president forever. You know? Yeah, well, no, I think that, no. I, I mean, you That's can still call but people it. people call like, you president forever. Yeah, like President yeah. Carter or whatever, but they say former yeah. president. But, like, if you're on the plane. I saw a thing where Jimmy Carter was walking around on an airplane and, and shook everybody's hand recently. And, like, if, I, I don't know if I would want that. Like, if I was on an airplane, if I would just want, like, I, I'd want to just kind of take off, not to have like an 80-year-old or however old he is, just like wandering around shaking everybody's hand, because you know that's going to take a long time, right? Right. It's like, hey, I'm trying to get to San Francisco. Exactly. Yeah, right. like, right. Not, Jimmy, come on. Like, this flight's already delayed. Like, let's not press it. Flights are getting canceled left and right. Like, I, I thank you for the idea here and the nice gesture, but also like, I don't know if when the last time you washed your hands, and you're not washing your hands between each person. So whatever this person next to me and you know, 17C has now, I'm going to get from your hand like it's thank you but no thank you jimmy are you telling former president carter to uh get over himself i I just be like uh, uh, let's fist bump maybe but also like keep him moving you know what i mean jimbo yeah right yeah i mean he wasn't in coach either he's taking up he's clogging the he's clogging the aisle up people are trying to get their luggage up it's jimmy carter I (laughs) i don't think i was even alive when he was president you know yeah you weren't what what year were you born 87 when was the president holy shit billy you weren't you billy you weren't alive when reagan was president you know that you know the crazy thing about that though is like when i tell you that you're like holy shit like that's like so recent but like we work with people that were born in like 97 or something like it's kind of crazy yeah i know i know it is crazy i feel old i've never felt older (laughs) but i do like i'm with you like i don't want uh, jimmy carter do me a favor don't need to shake your hand Sit the fuck down. Let's get to our destination. All right? You're holding up the plane. Okay? I don't want to sit on the tarmac for two hours, okay? Poor Jimmy Carter. But, like, honestly, the shaking the hands with everyone's more for Jimmy than it is for everyone else, right? It's just like, uh, 97, you know? Hey, look, I used to be president. (laughs) Poor guy. What did he do to us, Jimmy? Uh, Nothing. He did absolutely nothing. Poor Jimmy Carter. What do you think his carry-on situation is? you think he does the carry-ons? Or he doesn't check his bags, right? Like, you would never see Jimmy Carter at, like, the bag carousel waiting for his bags. At Carousel 3? Yeah. At Airport? No, no, you would not. Um... I can tell you the guy that I would most want to come shake my hand on an airplane is Chris Sims. <laughs> really? What a weird transition. What a coincidence, huh? He's on this show today. He is? <laughs> Stupidity. Let's get to uh, Chris Sims. Stu Gouts here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold Miller Lite. Always have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash 
do, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. Oh my gosh. Folks, gather around. Everyone gather around. Listen to these words. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out. New customers, listen to me. You bet just five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DAN. That's code DAN for new customers. And you get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. That's insane. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY. Or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777. Or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. is a great age. Like It, it is. Like, you're feeling pretty good about yourself right now. Like, you, you still look good. Wait till you get to 50, by the way. Okay? <laughs> yeah, right. Right. You start looking like me. No, no. You're looking distinguished. You're looking good. I feel like I've never looked worse. <laughs> I think you were, like, but I remember at 40, I felt the same way you felt. Like, hey, I'm fucking coming into my own right now. I'm a fully matured man, right. and this is the best looking I'm ever going to be. Yeah. I mean. I don't know if it's the yeah. best looking I'm ever going to be. It's just I don't really care anymore. it's like you become secure and just you know all your insecurities at 40 you don't really care anymore Uh, plus when you get older kids as much as you've like seen shit change shit change diapers wipe shit i don't know little things don't bother you anymore to where you care about it as much be very careful though because i think that like the don't the don't caring makes you complacent and then you get the 10 years after that, which is where Stugatz is at. This is a big year for Stugatz. He has a birthday yeah. coming up. Yeah. yeah. A big one. And to his point, I mean, 50 is not look the same as 40 looks, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear, I don't, well, yes. I Hopefully, I, two things. Like, I like working out, and I'm a pretty good eater. Like, I, you know, munchies at nighttime. Yeah, okay, this time of the year, I'm not the best with my calorie intake. But for the most right. part, between my workouts and I feel like my diet, Hopefully, I won't fall too far downhill in the next decade here. No, Sims, you're going to be fine. You're Sims, okay? Sims, like, your dad's a big fucker. He's still a good-looking man. Like, he is. Uh, yes, but, he's all right. He's all but right. But how do you do that? Like, how do you consume the amount of marijuana that you consume and yet still time fine to work out and eat healthy? Like, how? Well, how do, they, they, those don't jive, those things, man. Well, I'm I'm an end of the day, or, like, this time. You're of, right. During the season, I'm only a weekend smoker. Okay. I'm only on, like, I have no work tomorrow, and I try to hold to that schedule. My perfect? No. You know, right now, yeah, I'm smoking every night. There's no doubt. And I have a thing that I call where I just go, it's my day is detox to retox. So when I get done with this, I'm going to go work out hard. Right. I'm going to go sit in my infrared sauna probably for about 45 minutes to an hour. Look at you. Eat a good meal and then right. start the retox process once again with marijuana and vodka and we'll just continue that going over my break here i fucking love you so much uh billy had the same reaction i had to the infrared whatever the hell he was talking about you, Billy. what, what <laughs> happened there you have an infrared sauna at your house 
Yes, you got it. Like one, like I don't know. It, this is your famous room with your window and paintings behind you. No, and no, everything. <laughs> I don't know, so it doesn't fit in there. All right, but Stugatz in his house with as much money as you guys are making through this new Levitard deal and all that, no. he can yeah. definitely get an infrared sauna in his house. It's just a wooden box, and they're amazing. The, the science is proven. It really has a lot of like health benefits for sure. So I'm a big believer in it. Wait, hold on a second. Describe some of the health benefits. Uh, I can it's, afford one, and I might get yeah. one if you can sell me on it right now. Well, it's it's the it's the number one like detoxifying thing you can really get on the market. I mean, it, because it heats you from the inside out. The infrared heats the organs inside, so it gets your body heated from that way, and then it just pours out of you. It's great for your skin. It's great for your cir- uh, circular. Uh, you know, it's cardiovascular system. So again, you look it up. I'm not going to sit here and read it all to you, but it, it's good. Sunlight. That's the one I get. Sunlight and infrared sauna. It's pretty damn good. Oh my plus, God. plus, wait, this is why the best thing for this time of the year, I get the workout in, I do the infrared sauna. And then when I start to smoke, it's like I haven't smoked in a week. I'm like, oh, man, this is awesome. So it's like starting over from scratch every day. It's great. There's nothing like that first smoke if they're not smoking for a week. I mean, right? It's the greatest right? thing. <laughs> Wait, Billy, I am looking up infrared sauces right now because I know you want to know what I want to know. How much do these fuckers cost? Um, have you found one yet, Billy? They're I'm different s- sizes. Yeah. So do you have the one that's like a garbage bag with a zipper that you put around you? Or do you have the one that's like a master bedroom that's in enormous no it's a sunlight and wooden box i have one that's like a, a four-seater i used to have a two-seater but we upgraded damn what to a four- yeah i don't you know t- your sauna parties were getting too big that the two-seater well i mean my wife is in there at times i'm a pretty big guy i don't want to be like smashed in there and if you want a little room it's a tight four-seater so uh but yeah they're good they hmm. are they're real good uh, Billy, I have a price on one of these. Or, uh, do you Uh-oh. want to? Uh... <laughs> I don't even know. If, By the way, the four seater, the wife in there occasionally. You feeling yeah. good about yourself at forty? Oh, I mean, Christ. anything? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, 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 no, yeah. no. Look, I'm always for it. I'm always like, come on, let's go. But she's like, oh, it's too hot in here. Oh, I can't do this now. So that never happens. It never Sims, happens. is she going to listen to this and be mad at me? I don't want to get no your wife chance. upset with me. Okay, no she's not going to listen to this no she won't and but she knows the way i am and she will not ever be surprised by too many things that come out of my mouth so don't worry you've never gotten in trouble with anything you've ever said on air about your relationship your wife because lord knows i have over 20 years with levitard but i have put my entire life out there for the world to see i'm kind of the same way there's one thing i brought up about like a guy she dated like uh, like when we broke up early in our relationship and she didn't like that. That was like the only time ever she told me to shut up and stop talking about it. <laughs> was it in the moment or after? Like she heard it after. It was after. She heard it after, like on social media somehow, figured out and I was like, Oh no. And then she's like, Wait, you were talking about this on your podcast today? And it became a big thing. So that's where that's the only subject and I won't even bring it up that I've I've avoided or not been totally honest about all the time what's that person up to now uh i don't with that person the 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 boyfriend yeah yeah Yeah, the one we're not supposed to talk about it was just somebody she went on a date with twice he was a 
he was like a he was a Hollywood actor. So that's where. Whoa! Uh, yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, on a second. Wow. Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a second. Uh, you you again? You listen. You have an uncanny ability to arrive in Billy's wheelhouse all the time. Okay? I know. Well, I do. I know. Well, because I was gonna say, I bet you this person is not a Sims. They don't have a four person sauna. But now we're talking Hollywood actor. I mean, uh, potential six person sauna situation. Right. Maybe that bedroom sauna you were just talking about. Yeah, Maybe I mean, that's what they got. I know. You're so right. were you so were you were you a step down? Like, was this the one that got away? And it's like, oh, I guess I have to <laughs> yeah, go back maybe. to Chris. Yeah, maybe you're right. I was I'm stuck like, yeah. with Sims. <laughs> yeah, crap. I'll go back to that guy. <laughs> I so badly want to know who the actor is. <laughs> I know. I'll tell you one day. Maybe uh, let me let me run it by the wife one time. No, no, nah, nah, don't do that. Don't, do no, that's okay. Don't do that. Well, no, Billy, he's right. checking with the wife off air first. If she gives permission, then well, we get to find out who the actor that's is. You want to get, can we guess? Can you give us hints and we guess? I mean, yeah, next time, not right okay. now. Though. I can't tell you. You've learned, Sims. I'm proud of you. You're a ball thing. I am. How the hell did you get Arch Manning? Oh, isn't that unbelievable? I'm I'm shocked. I mean, shocked. Um, I really didn't think, like, any Manning would leave SEC country. I know Texas is about to be in the SEC in two years, but huge move. One, for the school. I think just because, again, Texas, is there a more disappointing men's athletic program in the country right now than Texas and in any sport. I don't think there is with all the money and resources in that state. I mean, we're kind of an embarrassment. So that's where I'm like pumped to be like, yes, maybe Arch Manning could get in there and revive the school a little bit, you know, a little, and and, and not to, you know, compare myself, but I was a number one recruit coming out uh, uh, when I came out of high school. And the one thing I'll say is, yeah, I got there. And it's, you know, hey, number one quarterback in America, and it starts a ripple effect. Then the next recruiting class, we got, like, the top two receivers in America. And then we got Cedric Benson, who was the number one running back in the country. And all of a sudden, the best left tackle and right tackle of the school. And all of a sudden, by the time I was a junior, I'm going, damn, we got an NFL team here. Like, we're legit. So that's what I hope that Arch Manning can do for Texas. Uh, that, that was a big-time move. But I was surprised he did that and left, you know, the traditional SEC. I know that, listen, I know you focus on the NFL quarterbacks and that's your job and you're the best in the business at it. Like, have you been able to see him play in high school, Arch Manning, like enough where you could form some sort of evaluation on him? Well, just a little. Like, I saw, like, one of the ones that was on, you know, the ESPN2 during the season or something like that, right, where I didn't sit and watch the game, but I probably saw, like, eight or ten throws. You know, to me, he's... It looks Eli-ish a little bit, but more of like a, maybe maybe a little bit quicker athlete altogether. But, yeah, I liked what I saw. He certainly looked natural throwing the football and natural playing the position. So we'll see. Again, it's young kids. They got to grow. They got to mature. He's got a lot of pressure on him, that's for sure. I know at that school, the microscope's going to be on him. Yeah. And, you know, they're, they're going to – That's and, and, and unlike maybe some of the – Texas is like an NFL – institution it really is you're under the microscope like an nfl program because it's austin it's a big city you know you know so they really focus on the football team and it's a great preparation tool for the nfl to get you used to that you know being under the microscope of the media attention day in and day out i think from your standpoint as someone who went to texas the encouraging thing about all this is sarkisian a the money the nil you know texas has it so um, i don't know what he got what arch got but Sarkeesian can recruit because that yeah. kid had he could have he could have chose any school he wanted to 
and he chose. Now the school can recruit as well because it's a beautiful right. campus, great right. city, vibrant city, fun city. Um, but Sarkeesian can recruit, and so that has to be encouraging, right? It has to be. I mean, he he obviously has some people skills and some pizzazz to him. Yeah. What he did at USC, what he did at Alabama, and then I think the other thing too is you know to follow in the lines of the other Mannings, right? Where you know you talk about Peyton and Eli. What is one of the things they did that I think was extremely smart was they surrounded themselves when they went to college with a guy who had an NFL mind coaching college football, and that was David Cutcliffe. You know, you guys know that name, right? Yeah. So you know, Peyton David Cutcliffe was the offensive coordinator at Tennessee. He recruited me. Because when Peyton was a senior, I was a junior in high school, and I was going, man, I'm going to go there because this David Cutcliffe is awesome. I want to go play for him. Well, when I became a senior, he was still there. I got a real close relationship. He went to Old Miss because he knew Eli was going to go there. But I look at that a little bit in the Sarkeesian, to your points, you got. So here's a guy that's kind of got a borderline NFL mind on the offensive side of the ball and is certainly more advanced, I think, than a lot of college football coaches as far as offense, passing game, quarterback play. And I think that's big for Arch Manning and his development too. Uh, Chris, help me out with this because you hear that name and, and it's associated with the Mannings all the time, Eli Payton, and you have experience with, with Cuddy. So when you say he's great at this, how is he different? What makes him better at teaching quarterbacks, getting quarterbacks ready for the NFL than other people? I, th- I think I think first off, the scheme itself that he has taught is just a – it's more true to the NFL – systems itself you know hey we watch college football it's pretty simple for the most part you know it's the same one or two runs it's a screen it's a go you know it's a slant things are very basic that way he has an offensive scheme that you know has all the base level stuff that the nfl offense will have and then i think what puts him over the top is he's rare and i think you guys have heard me say this before because nfl or college i'm not joking you like, there is very few people who have any fucking clue at all on how to teach a quarterback, how to throw a football, mechanics, what you're doing wrong. And David Cutcliffe is one of those few out there that really has that knowledge. So not only is he going to teach you football on the field, but he's going to teach you some mechanical things. Like you saw the Mannings all those years, they would go back to Duke and go back to quarterback school. I mean, what a great thing to have, like a, a, an old college coach that can kind of refine you that way. That's where I think Cutcliffe was, was real special. Uh, Billy, did you see the uh, the piece of Sims and Joe Burrow together? Did you happen to uh, Sims My spend man. some time with Joey Burrow? Your, your man. I mean, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I was so jealous. I wanted to be right next to you. <laughs> what did you learn He's about so cool. Burrow during that? Yeah, what would you learn he, about him? Yeah, well, he just um, – I've said this to a few people. He has a humble cockiness about him that is unique because he's not, you know, cocky and thinks he's the man or puffing his chest out. It's just very natural. The, the confidence just exudes off of him. He's not looking or seeking for seeking attention. He wants to just play football, hang out with the guys, play some video games, listen to some rap music, and then do it all over again the next day. And I think that's what's really cool about him. I mean, he is – so he's got a way about him that way and also this, hey, perfectionist, TB12, diet, work ethic, film study – but I'm not a total robot and I can go home and I game with my friends and I get on social media and I'm not afraid to tackle some subjects that are kind of hard in our society right now. To me, he's the, he's the natural. And that's why not only is he super talented, he's, 
to me, one of the five best quarterbacks in the sport. He's changed that organization because of him. You know, like Mahomes, it's like, well, Cincinnati's kind of cool. And now it's cool because of one guy, and it's Joe Burrow. And he's, he's kind of changed that organization around. It's kind of like that quiet confidence, right? Joe Burrow knows he's good at stuff. Like, he, right. he knows he's good at this, the most difficult position in sports. And then he's just got that quiet confidence where, hey, I don't have to tell you how confident I am. Just just, just look. <laughs> just look. And, right. and he's not afraid to say, like, wait, I'm not perfect and I need to get better. And I think that's the thing where if anybody wants to go back and watch the interview, because, you know, I got into real football mechanic stuff and quarterback stuff and all that. Um but at the same time, you know, hey, did Joe Burrow doubt himself at, at some points in his career? He did. I mean, he was transferring to Ohio State. He was like, I didn't know. I thought maybe I was going to have to go be an investment broker, something like that. So, you know, he was very real with the situation. And here's the coolest thing I thought, Stu Gatz. Uh, year one, he has the good year. He hurts his knee. Year two, you know, and one of my complaints about him a little coming out of college, and I think I told you this at the time, and even year one, I just wish his arm was a little stronger. He's got a good arm. Well, he evaluated thyself and said, I, I do need to get better at that. And he did some things mechanically to throw the ball with more power this past year. And he kind of discusses what he did and why he did it and all of that. I thought that was really cool for a young guy to make that kind of mature adjustment that early on in your career when everybody's telling you, you're the fucking man, you're awesome, you're the man. And he realized that he needed to get better. That, that's why he's Joe B. I love that shit. I really yeah. do. Like a guy who's yeah. already great, went to a Super Bowl, said this is how far we're going to go every single year. But he's not right. satisfied. And even after he wins a Super Bowl, he still won't be satisfied. No. It's like that Jordan shit, dude. That's what it, And Brady, you know? It is. It's Jordan. It's Mahomes. You know, I think a lot of the great quarterbacks have it. There's never satisfaction there. There really isn't. You know, I think every day there's – in those kind of guys, they get up with a burn inside them to go – Wait, you know, I, got, I still got people to prove wrong. I still have more potential to tap into. I can be better, greater. And I think that's why, you know, Burrow, Herbert, Mahomes, Josh Allen, Rodgers, Brady, you know, they have that special attribute, attribute about them. You guys consider yourself friends? Like you talk to him after the piece at all? You guys maybe exchange messages from time to time? Well, he, he you know, I'm, we're not friends. Right. Did he give me his number? Yes. Perfect. Okay. Just pass right. it that's all we. Yeah. That's all we really yeah. cared about. Yeah. Just right. so we can get him on the right. show. You know, down the road. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Screw your show. I'm saving that number for my own show. All well, right. I mean, like if he's over ever ever in New Jersey. Wait, your show is my show. My show is your show. Like, come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe a little invite to the sauna or something. <laughs> yeah. like, we're not that friendly. Okay. I'm I, mean, I like I'm... him at all, but sweating next to a guy in a, a wooden box and smelling him is not what I want to uh, do. I mean, Sorry. What... No. No matter how much I like him. What I'm really trying trying to figure out is if like why you have him ahead of Aaron Rodgers on your top four because he's like, better than Aaron Rodgers but, but is he better than him because he hung out with or you for a little friends. bit yeah exactly I, made the ranking before. I, made I don't the, know I made the ranking before and have hung out with Rodgers multiple times Man. before this so Rodgers should have the lead but when's you the last time who did you hang out with more recently well, Burrow. There right, you right, right, right. yeah, yeah. Now, what if you hung out with Rodgers like a week later and then did the list? What would happen? No, I don't know. Rodgers, if he heard the list, he probably wouldn't have hung out with me. He probably got, oh, screw you. I, we're, we're canceling our hangout session. You made wait, me five. Wait, but Sims, you snap back at Billy. I understand why, by the way. I've done it to him as well. <laughs> got to. But, but you really, yeah. truly believe right now, for this season and this season alone, 
You think Joe Burrow is a better quarterback? Well, you do, because you're ranked it that way, and I know you wouldn't do it unless you feel it. Yeah. Uh, I think most people would probably say, no, Sims, you're right. crazy. I'll take Aaron Rodgers for one season. Right. I know they would. I know that's what most people – that's that's why I'm here again. Right. I'm here to tell you that Matthew Stafford's been a top-ten quarterback for the last five years. I'm the guy that's been saying that. I'm the guy that told you Jared Goff wasn't very good. I'm the guy that told you Blake Bortles was 70. I mean, that's why I am this guy. I, I mean, yes. Again, not to say I'm always right, but I think you guys know me enough to know here that I'm obsessed with it. I work at it. I, you know, do my homework. I go back and do it again to make sure. And that's where I'm trying to give a little nuance. You know, every year I have a few guys where people go, well, I don't know. That's crazy. And I want to go back and go back, especially at the top of the list, and go back to the last year and go, well, look, see, everyone's calling me crazy for some of these things. And – For me, here it is. Rodgers is amazing. We know that he is. But I think where Burrow separates himself, you know, again, is um, can do more with less, more of an aggressive decision maker, makes more off-schedule plays at this point of his career. You know, is he as smart and as a great a decision maker as Aaron Rodgers? No, but not so much less than that he doesn't, you know, pass him up in some other areas. And you know, again, when I went back and started to watch, you know, a lot of the throws throughout the year, the one thing I realized, like guys like Burrow and Herbert just kept getting better and better. And at the end of the year where I started to go, damn, great decisions. Whoa, great throw, great anticipation. Holy crap. Reading the coverage here. Oh my gosh. Getting out of the pocket, making this play. I mean, the guy went to the Super Bowl with the worst fucking offensive line I've ever seen in the Super Bowl. So that itself. Now, and here's the other thing. And then as I started to go along, Rodgers, again, amazing. But to me, Rodgers, as I watched it, and he's been dabbling with this a little the last years, it's, it's, the game is a little too political and careful for him right now. And to use it as a big picture, the 49ers game and the playoff game, to me, it was the microcosm of really things we saw all year from Rodgers. But they won a lot of the games. Uh, and so we didn't dissect it. But, like, there's no way Burrow or Herbert go down the way Rodgers did in that 49ers game. And there's other games that I'll go back to here in a minute. But there was – I showed on Pro Football Talk a lot of plays where people were open 15, 20 yards down the field in that game. And Rodgers is, oh, you know, it's the 49ers, their pass rush, and, you know, we're a little bit better, and we'll just execute and not screw up, and we'll win the game that way. Not in playoff football against really good teams. Because you know what happens? Those teams hang around. And then all of a sudden they block a punt. And you go, oh, my gosh, the game's tied. and It shouldn't have been tied. It should have been Packers up by 14, Packers up by 20. And that, to me, is really the difference between Herbert and Burrow right now than Rodgers. And there's other games that emphasize those points, too. You can go to Cleveland game against Green Bay, the Ravens game against Green Bay. Green Bay wins those games, had big leads. Rodgers doesn't put the foot on the throat, lets them come back, and they almost lose. And there's a lot of that throughout the year. And that, to me, is where, you know, I think, you know, those two, especially Burrow, pass pass Rodgers up. I love that type of stuff because what Chris is saying here, and he's probably right, is Joe Burrow's mentality is, no, I'm going to go win this motherfucker, and I'm going to go win it right now. I'm not letting any team hang. Yes, yes. Yes, it translates to big game football. And we're getting here in the top five. I mean, it's nitpicky. I'm, we're talking about superstars who are awesome. And when I started to get going, I'm going, all right, wait, how am I going to – man, these guys are so freaking good. How am I going to start to make some differences here? You know, again, this is about right now. 
We're all in the same offense. All right. We don't have Shanahan or McDaniels to give us all these crazy advantages or anything like that. We just have a basic offense. And then I go physical ability, right? I go decision making. I go leadership and effect on the football team. And then ability to move in the pocket, get out of the pocket, and do all that stuff. Those are my four categories there. And that to me is where Burrow wins in every one of those categories, in my opinion, other than maybe decision making. And it's not that he's that far off. And yes, to your point, big game football, the NFL right now is made for the quarterbacks to go win the game at the end. It's made for it. The way the rules are set up, the way the receivers are. And to me, that's one of the issues with Rodgers right now. And we've seen this a few years in a row. I mean, we can go back to the Tampa Bay game the year before that and kind of say the same things in the NFC Championship game. It's the one thing I give Brady a lot of respect for. Brady goes down swinging now at this point of his career, where Rodgers, I feel like, is a little concerned with the, the headline and how it's going to be perceived, and is it going to be my fault? And all of those things go into it, and that is not conducive to big-game football. And the pressure to win a second Super Bowl. Uh, right. Listen, the best example I can give you, AFC Championship game. Both those motherfuckers were going to try to win that game. Mahomes and Josh Allen. Uh, Josh Allen, for you, is the best quarterback in the NFL right now. And Mahomes, of course, is a top three guy. I think he's number, what is he, number two, two in your he's list? He's two. Oh, yeah. But you, the, the, listen, one of them was going to lose, but both guys were trying to win that goddamn game, man. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. And that wasn't the AFC Championship game, right? That was the divisional Oh, divisional, yeah, my bad. Either way, yeah. it was still yeah. a great game. But mm-hmm. you know, you know, just so, one more thing, just to even emphasize the point on Burrow, just one thing. Like, hey, just to look at this, like, Burrow had 11 less completions than Aaron Rodgers this year and threw, the, and threw for 500 more yards. That just kind of tells you the yeah. aggressive pressure he puts on you, you know, on a game by game basis. So just wanted to make that last point. I'm sorry. What's the, yes. uh, no, don't be sorry. But, what are you sorry about? Well, I just, cause I got off topic. Josh Allen is the best quarterback in football for my money right now. Wow. I do think him and Mahomes are a little bit of a class of their own. I'd go they're one and one a, and then we got, you know, the other three guys behind them to me. Yeah. They're phenomenal. Allen. He's, it's him or Mahomes for the greatest arm in the sport. I think his arm is more explosive than Mahomes, maybe not as creative and, you know, the magician Mahomes is. Allen's the best running quarterback in the sport, not named Lamar Jackson. There's nobody better running the ball in football than, than him. And then you talk about, you know, effect on the team, leadership's all great, pocket, all that. To me, this is where Allen passed up Mahomes this year. Allen, and you remember this, we went through some times during the middle of the year. Mahomes went through a four or five week stretch of really playing below average football. Yeah. Like really below average. And it wasn't because of the team or anything. He was undisciplined in the pocket. He was leaving the pocket when he didn't have to. He was floating into sacks. He was being way too aggressive with decision decision making. You're going, hey, there's a guy open for eight yards here. Just throw it. Why are we throwing the the post down the middle and the triple coverage? So there was a lot of that. And to me, really, Allen, I think, has played cleaner football the last two years, really. But I thought for sure, clearly this year, and, you know, it doesn't – these are both my guys. You know that. I mean, I am yep. who I am a little bit because of these two guys. I love them both. But I think Allen has got a little edge on Mahomes right now as we go into the season.
Unbuttoned podcast. Check them out right there. PFT with Mike Florio and NBC and Peacock. Also, Football Night in America. Seasons, I don't know, 70-some-odd days away. I'm getting excited. It's just us in baseball right now. I need some fucking football. Um, what, what's been the most controversial thing on your – you just did your top 40 quarterbacks. We're talking about it right now. Uh, yeah. what's, the, what's, the, what's the thing or the, the ranking that you created where you've received the most amount of blowback? You know, I think I, I thought is it Aaron Rodgers. Well, it is. Rodgers is definitely one of them. Right. Yeah, there's no doubt. I think Tua's a, a little didn't... low there. Yeah. Well, yeah, I knew you'd bring that up. Uh, <laughs> Zach Wilson's but, a little high. Uh, you know, well, you know, just so, but yeah, I think Rodgers. That one was certainly one. You know, I always you're always thinking your Brady. Like, how is Brady not number one? And right. okay, Brady's amazing. Uh, so there was a little, I think, there. Um, I think the other when we got into some other areas. Yes, we can get into the, like the Jalen Hurts at 25, and I have the three rookies and Daniel Jones ahead of him. That was kind of controversial at the time as well when I kind of unveiled that part of the rankings. Uh, so I think those are probably the ones that jump out the most. And, of course, two and on is, is always prevalent in this, this conversation. Wait, I'll get to two in a second, but what was the deal with uh, – so people were upset that you had the three ro- – uh, well, you had the three second-year guys. Yeah. Wilson 22 – yeah, Daniel Jones 21. You had Wilson 22, you had Fields at 23, Lawrence at 24, Hurts at 25. Why are people defending Jalen Hurts? So, I know he had a decent well, year last year, but, I mean, do me a favor. Fucking do something in the playoffs, okay? Like, well, well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's you know, that's but that's the problem. See, people just see, well, they team won, they went to the playoffs, he's the quarterback. So he's yeah, it's a talented be, team. I mean. <laughs> off, the, off the charts talented. Yes. Best offensive line in football, stars at receiver, good tight ends. Great defensive line. I mean, yeah, they're really good. You know, the biggest question mark on their football team is their quarterback. That's right. where I want to just go. You know, Eagles fans are a little, you know, biased in this conversation. But where I've pushed back and gone, you know, first off, like Hurts, I like a lot of what he does. There's no doubt he's a good athlete. You know, he is pretty smart and decision-making. He's a great leader that way. But his throwing is below average NFL throwing. I don't know what to say it. You know, and when they can't dominate with teams with the run game, like your playoff game you're talking about, or a Giants game uh, in the Meadowlands because the Giants have a big defensive line, they slowed down the run game. Anytime you kind of saw that formula right there, what happened? Eagles couldn't do shit on offense. You know, they can't rely on the passing game. So that, I just, that's to me the biggest question mark. I mean, I don't, I, you put, you know, Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. With the Eagles, Eagles fans can say all they want. They're more excited about the year than they would be if they had Jalen Hurts as the quarterback. They'd all be going, whoa, we got a guy that's – they're just getting better and they're, they're, they're already better throwers and make more like high-degree difficulty of throws in the pocket. So that's where, you know, that I'm here to tell you here's team and all these great things, and I'm just trying to tell you I think these guys are a little bit better, especially with the growth between year one and year two. Chris, I'll take it one step further just to kind of shed some light on how talented the Eagles are and that offensive line. There are quarterbacks you have ranked in the top 10. I promise you this. They would leave their team today and sprint to the Eagles and go play quarterback for that team. (laughs) That's how good and talented that team is. Howie Roseman has done an unbelievable job of retooling that football team. And, yes, I mean, again, I don't think there's – you might not say they're the best offensive line of football. I do. Anybody you talk to in football is going to tell you they're one of the top three. Right. And then when you now add Devontae Smith with A.J. Brown, 
you know, and Watkins and Rieger and Dallas Oof. Goddard. I yep. mean, holy shit, Batman. That team is – they're stacked. They are. Yep. They're, yep. they're a little bit like Tua with the Dolphins. There will be no excuse. You're going to know at the end of the year whether your quarterback's your guy for sure or not. The team is too good, and if it fails, it's the, 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 the spotlight's going to be on the quarterbacks in those two situations. Billy, you had something on Tua? I'm sorry about that. No, I mean, I just, you know, I, I know he has a he has a soft spot for Tua in his heart, even though he doesn't want to show it. You have, <laughs> you have I faith. would say Tua and Jalen Hurts have the most amount of pressure headed into this season. Like they They're do. up They're, there. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. You have Baker at 17. I love that. Yeah, Are, I love it. I mean, if they don't trade Baker and Deshaun gets suspended for the year, is there a chance Baker just says, I'm not playing for the Browns and just doesn't show up yeah. and just sits? He's not playing for the Browns, and the Browns, I mean, as stupid as they've done some things here this offseason, would be even more stupid to Juan Baker Mayfield to come in and be their quarterback. Like, I've seen some people going like, oh, Baker Mayfield needs the Browns. He needs to go play for the Browns. What? You want your quarterback in your locker room who hates your fucking organization (laughs) and now is going to have the biggest voice in the locker room you want him to be there, and you think that's going to be a good thing for your football team on a daily basis. Like, get the fuck out of here. What are people thinking? It's a team game. It's camaraderie. It's all about everybody fighting for one goal, and one guy's going to be the guy that's going to be leading the charge. Is going to be like, fuck this place. They're screwing me over. What a bunch of assholes. Oh, I was a little late today, or oh, I didn't care about the detail of this. Fuck this. Fuck that. That's a horrible precedence to set on your team. There's no way he's going back to Cleveland. No way. So where's he going to go? Like, how, how's this going to play out for Baker? Because I mean, of course, you have him ranked to your top twenty quarterbacks. Yeah, well, yeah, he'd be an upgrade for for a lot of teams. I well, mean, no especially if Deshaun's suspended. What's he going to do? How's it going to look for him if he just decides I'm not playing this year because I don't want to well, go there? Yeah, but Billy, no, Chris is saying he's not playing there though. It doesn't matter under playing, any yeah. circumstance. He ain't playing there. No, he's not playing there. He's going to get end up in Carolina or maybe even a, a Seattle. Or maybe there's another team out there that I'm not, you know, you know, seeing eye to eye here with the, the situation. But he is a starting NFL quarterback and a good one at that. Again, he's the perfect example of, I would say, any quarterback going into a contract year and you're a little banged up, don't fucking play because the league and the media will use it against you and tell you you weren't good because of that. Right. And then, hey, the other thing that gets lost in translation, in my opinion, is – Really, the amount of how the Cleveland Browns screwed over Baker Mayfield in this situation. I mean, this is one of the ultimate fuck-over jobs like we've seen in recent history. Yeah, Number bad. one pick, made us relevant again, took us to the playoffs. You know, we're going to get into some contract conversations. You're our guy, they say, publicly going forward. And then a few weeks later, say, oh, we're going to go for it with Deshaun Watson. You're okay with that, right? Oh, no, you're not? Oh, sh- like, and, and, and then hold on to them that late in the process to where there's all these seats are filled. I mean, that's the ultimate screw. I've lost respect for the Browns in a lot of ways for the way they've handled this. And, and I don't want to blame Kevin Stefanski because I don't think it's his fault, but they have messed this situation up. And he's a starting QB, starting quarterback in the NFL. There's no doubt who has top 10 talent. And that's where, you know, he'll, he'll show it again when he gets healthy and gets in the right spot. I think a lot of people have lost a lot of respect for the Browns. Mike Ryan, who was a life, lifelong Browns fan, is, cla- is, is claiming now that he is no longer a Browns fan because he doesn't like the, the decisions. And you're right, Baker, to an extent, 
got penalized for doing all the things you want your quarterback to do. Exactly. He toughed it out. He played right. with pain. He did the best right. that he could under those circumstances. And they right. reward a guy with multiple off-the-field issues uh, with the richest contract in the history of the NFL. Makes no and sense. It makes no sense. So a lot of people will probably uh, feel the same way that you feel uh, about the Cleveland Browns. I thought one of the interesting things in your list, the second-year guys are interesting because it looks like you expect Mac Jones to be the best of the second-year guys or at least make the biggest jump of all the guys who were, who were rookies last year. I- I think he's the best right now, for well, sure. He's in the best situation, I, have, I should say. Yeah, and, and just I think where he is at right now is, yeah, I'm gonna. He, I think he's better than those guys. There's just some things on the field that he does that's a little bit more advanced. You could trust him with the football. He showed the ability to be a more, a little more aggressive and more of a power thrower at the end of the year. I think that's only going to improve. Really, honestly, listen, the second year guys have guys that I've been traditionally low on. That's one thing when I went back and self-scattered myself a little bit about previous ones where years where I've had like, you know, I made Mahomes like 10 and people are like, that's crazy. You made him 10 and I, the year was over and I said, he should have been four. I was an idiot. He should have been way above that. Herbert and Burrow last year, Burrow had the injury, but Herbert, I made 11 in my heart of hearts. There was a part of me that was like, man, I think he's above that, but oh, you know, he's a rookie. I need to see a little bit more. And I need to just trust my instinct that way a little bit. So I think one, all four of these rookie or you know second year guys have big talent. They really do, and I think that they showed growth at the end of the football year. And I'm projecting even more growth here in the off season. Of course, this is where you make your biggest jump as an NFL quarterback. But yeah, I think Mac is uh, not the most talented of this group of those guys, but right now definitely the best and capable of playing the most high level football. I, uh, I thought the Jets had a very good offseason. I've said that before. I've been wrong every time I've said it. Um, where you, what are you seeing out of Zach Wilson now that maybe would be, you know, encouraging for Jet fans moving forward? Are you seeing anything different from Zach Wilson now? He puts the work in, Sims. I can see that. You know, we definitely no, put the work in. Yeah. No doubt about it. They, they love Zach Wilson, and they should. He does all right. You know, he's, he's the guy that, you know, we're kind of talking about. Where we're talking about Joe Burrow, other quarterbacks like that, where he lives it. You know, he loves it. He brings it home with him, and he's obsessed with it. He wants to be great. He has great talent. One thing, I, when I went back and watched it, first off, I love the Jets offseason. I do. The Jets, to me, are one of those teams that I would put an asterisk next to and go, watch out for. There's only one problem. They have the toughest first 10-game schedule in the NFL. It's, it's brutal. It's, it's three years in a row yeah. where the poor Jets just have the best teams in football on their schedule to start the season. So they never gain any confidence or get any growth because they're always like, oh, shit, we're 0-3 and, you know, we're fighting for our life. But the one thing that I look at with Wilson as I went back and watched, when he came back from the injury, all right, first off, he's got special physical ability like we talked about. The arm, when you watch it compared to the other rookies or any any quarterback, really, you turn on the film, you go, oh, whoa, that ball's traveling at a different speed than most quarterbacks in football. We know he can run and move and do all that. But other than Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, here's the big thing that jumped out to me. He ran the most pro-style offense, the most legit NFL, hey, quarterback, we're not babying you as a rookie or doing that. We're making you read real schemes in the middle of the field and make tight throws in the tight windows 15, 20 yards down the middle of the football field. He was asked to do that more than any of the rookies, for sure. And at the end of the year, last five, four or five games there, man – 
he was making a lot of high-level decisions with high-level throws that, yeah, I'm a fan of him. I really am. And, you know, again, some of the struggles, when you go back and watch that, yeah, he missed some throws here and there. But, shit, they were the most banged-up team in football the first seven or eight weeks. I mean, receivers were hurt. Running backs were hurt. O-line was hurt. Defensive players were falling down left and right. Um, so once they got their feet underneath them, I think you saw a little more of the true Zach Wilson at the end of the year. I hear you in the schedule. The mentality I want is the Joe Burrow mentality. Hey, I don't give a fuck who the first 10 games are against. <laughs> I'm Joe Burrow. I'm going to go beat yeah. him, you know? Yeah. No, uh, I hear you. That's, I that's, need some listen, of that. That's, that. that's what they're going to need. They're going to have to overcome some of that and, and find some battle tough or, you know, some, some toughness in them to win a few of those games. All right, we'll get you out of here, but I noticed you had Garoppolo ahead of Trey Lance. So what is uh, what's your boy Kyle Shanahan saying about Trey Lance? What's happening here, man? Well, I mean, Trey I know Lance it's just your be- ranking. Don't read into it. I think Trey Lance is the guy, but Garoppolo's yeah, still on the right. roster, Chris. I yeah, mean- right. I mean, I don't think he will be on the roster when all said and done. I don't. Again, a little bit like we talked about with Cleveland. To me, it's just like you're are you, you're you're asking to fuck up a Super Bowl formula by having Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance in the same locker room. You're going to divide the locker room. You're going to cause media attention and frenzy all the time. You're going to hinder the development of Trey Lance. Jimmy Garoppolo is better than Trey Lance right now. He is. There's no doubt about that. But we're, this is where, again, there's a fine line here. This is a good conversation. That doesn't mean that the 49ers can't be more dangerous with Trey Lance at quarterback. Interesting. You know, again, yes. in the Shanahan offense, we're not, you know, for my quarterback rankings, again, we don't have Shanahan to – devise some brilliant game plan around a guy who has strengths and weaknesses in certain areas, right. you know? So that's, yes. so where I look at it and go, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo fits in more offenses. He can play the position more true to form, but in the Shanahan offense with all the shit he's got going and runs and play actions and, and all of that. And then quarterback design runs. Okay. Yeah. You might miss a few completions during the game, Trey Lance, but it doesn't mean the 49ers offense won't be more dangerous. You're going to have to be more scared of, the ball being thrown deep down the field. You're going to be more scared of the quarterback scrambling, the quarterback design runs, and then some of the stuff he does off of that to where, yeah, it might not be quarterback rating, machine-like, precision-like offense, but I still think the 49ers are a Super Bowl team, even with Trey Lance, a quarterback, and Shanahan will find ways to formulate plans around him that will help him out. It was an upside play, and uh, so we'll see yes. how it, yeah, we'll see how it works was. out. Right. So with Garoppolo and Baker, I think – like. Listen, it happens every year. Like quarterbacks are going to go down during training camp of the preseason, so it's it, it's just an, those who are just waiting for the right opportunity, right? I, I I think. I mean, you know, again, with the, I think with Garoppolo in that situation, he probably didn't like some of the rumors he heard of where he was going to get traded or the the warnings he was getting from his agent, and that's why he went to have shoulder surgery and said, "The hell with that. Wait, I'm going to take this power back into my into my corner here, and you know, I'm going to dictate the situation a little bit." But, yeah, I mean, I, I would, the Texans are still a team I would look at for Garoppolo. You know, that New England regime there. So that, Carolina, I certainly can still see that being a play. You know, I, I wonder if Seattle would really get into that conversation with Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. I could yep. see them more getting into Baker Mayfield, I like. I, I feel like, than Garoppolo. Uh, but I do think well, they'll, they'll have suitors out there. I do. I just don't know if it's going to be what the 49ers want. I think ultimately they're going to have to release Jimmy Garoppolo and just let him pick his team because they can't keep him on the books for $25 million and nobody's going to trade a lot for him because everybody knows 
they don't want to keep him there in San Francisco. And you know, Kyle knows that, right? He probably knows that I, already. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I don't know. You know, again, with that conversation, that's not something that Kyle and I get into. Right. And I think like, you know, hey, he's, he's he's got a goal in his mind. So he's probably blinded by what he wants and what he wants and what he thinks he could get for Jimmy Garoppolo. And whether that's realistic or not, I don't know. We'll see. You talked to Kyle about infrared saunas and shit, right? I mean, that's, that's what you... <laughs> I, I have actually before, yeah. yes. Yeah. It's I'm been sure you know, a while, yeah. but yes, we've had yeah. that conversation, yeah. <laughs> Billy, I'm obsessed with an infrared sauna. I'm wondering what else he has in his house that he's not telling us about. <laughs> Same thing yeah. anything, right? One day we'll, we'll invite you, you know. I, I got the farm. <laughs> I got the farm here, though. I mean, you know, what, is, what else do I got? I got, I got, I told you, right? I have, we have two horses. Yeah. We have chickens, a rooster, Jesus. two African geese, mm-hmm. beehives, our own maple syrup, yeah. uh, garden, vegetables, and fruit. So that's what we got at the house. We're living like the old farm life over here at the Sims household. <laughs> and an infrared sauna. <laughs> and an infrared sauna to, <laughs> to make it all work. <laughs> we love you, dude. Uh, Button podcast, BFT. You're real. You make it real... sound like you're plowing the field right. out there with like, like a, a windmill and stuff. Right. Like, like, <laughs> you have an infrared sauna. He lives off yeah. nature, right? <laughs> yeah. When's the last time you checked out your farm? Oh, when's the last time I what checked it out? Yeah, did anything out there? Yeah, right, You're like old I McDonald a little. Here. Yeah, well, I, help out, I help out a little bit. I, I don't do a lot, but like my daughter is the one that really runs it. So I'm right. like one. I'm the guy that's out in the yard a lot, looking at things, checking it out. But doing a lot of the yard work, no, not happening. <laughs> this big fucker ever give you? How's the farm, Chris? Like, <laughs> uh, well, that's how we got the African geese. Oh god! Like I go to his. So somebody left African geese in a parking lot by his home. Right. right? Some stupid human who got pets and was like, "Oh, I, I can't handle these pets." And yeah, you're stupid human. We know. So now he feels bad. He sees these geese in a parking lot. He put him in the back of his car. He brought him home. And we come there for my nephew's two-year-old birthday. And at the end of the party, they're like, can you guys take the geese home? Can you take the geese home? And I'm like, wait, I have two kids. I have two dogs in the car. And you want me to put geese in the car with my 90-pound German Shepherd? Like, what? What? Is so it- we went back and got it the next day. Uh, but now they're they're here. Is it possible your dad stole someone's geese that were just wandering? <laughs> no. No. It was like, if they were wandering, they were wandering really far away. Like, if they were at a wreck field in a huge parking lot. Huh. Right. There's no way they just wandered there. I love big fucker just throwing them in the car, yeah. figure it out later. You know? Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, we Christopher will take these. It'll be fine. Yeah. He's exactly. got a farm back there. <laughs> exactly. Christopher will take them. I'll give them to Christopher. <laughs> I'll make him uh, some hamburgers today and then give him some African geese. <laughs> Unbuttoned podcast, BFT with Mike Florio on Peacock and NBC at Football Night in America. He is our friend Chris Sims. It's been way too long. Uh, we appreciate it, dude. Thank you so much. Always, always love it. You the man, Billy. Like the new background, all right? I'm the man, <laughs> 
Stu Gouts here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold. Miller Lite. Always have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer.